Thanks for joining us on the Crenshaw Christian Center New York podcast. And remember these words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's jump into the lesson. God for another day and another privilege and opportunity to share with you the living word of God. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 verses 2 through 8. Um, so I updated your handout a little bit for that first scripture. Okay so 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 2 through 8. And we ask that you hold all your questions to the end. At the end, we'll give you opportunity to ask three questions on the lessons. Okay? So, all right, and it reads, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which having been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these exceedingly great and precious promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse five, but also, For this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so our topic today is money-wise, managing God's gift. While there are many financially successful Christians who live lives that are beyond reproach, there are far too many others who are financially defeated and unable to pay their bills. That's why it's important for Christians to learn how to tap into God's financial plan. What is so astonishing about doing things God's way is that in the process, of being obedient to his will, all of our needs are taken care of as well. By following the directions given in the Bible, we bring upon ourselves the blessings of God, which include material prosperity, divine health, and emotional stability. Uh, As believers, we need to learn how how to be financially responsible so that we can acquire enough wealth to give generously to others take care of our loved ones, and live prosperously in old age. As referenced in 2 Peter chapter, five, chapter 1, verse 5, if we give all diligence to add to our faith, knowledge, and discipline, financial peace is possible for us all. Therefore, throughout this lesson, I'll be sharing with you my testimony and the steps I took to become debt-free, except for the house. Okay, so let's talk about money. Go to First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10, 10 through 14. Okay, our Heavenly Father is the author of our prosperity. It belongs to him. When you have it, say I have it. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10 through 14. Thank you. And it reads, this is David praising, praising God. And I want you to have, put your eyes on there because if I miss a word, I need y'all to correct me, okay? <laughs> All right. And it reads, 
Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, O God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty, for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For a few things have come from you. All things. For all things have come from you and of your own have we given to you. Okay, so everything comes from God. Go to Ecclesiastics chapter 5. Ecclesiastics chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. And it reads, Here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life, which God gives him. For it is his heritage. As for, everyone, as for every man whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. Okay, For he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. Okay, and the contemporary version, the contemporary English version reads it this way. Suppose you are very rich and able to enjoy everything you own. Then go ahead and enjoy working hard. This is God's gift to you. Okay, God will keep you so happy that you won't have time to worry about each day. All right, glory to God. That's what we want it. All right, let's go to Psalms chapter 34, verse 8. Psalms 34, 8. And it reads, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And so you see what we have on our money. In God we trust. All right? So, um... Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. And it reads, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. All right, so our declaration is, I will not place my trust in riches, but in him who richly divides. Let me hear you say that. I will not place my trust in riches, but in him who richly provides. Amen. Let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Talking about money. All right, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, and it reads... While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and night and day and night shall not cease. Okay, money works by the law of the harvest. You sow now and you reap later than you sow and greater than you sow. Okay, building wealth is not evil nor wrong. Money is amoral. The greatest contender for your heart, though, is money. Go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. And it reads, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The complete Jewish Bible states it this way. Where your wealth is, there your heart will be also. All right, so your Heavenly Father doesn't mind you having money. He just minds money having you. Okay, so let's go down. Uh, so we're at uh, Matthew chapter 6, go down to verse 24. Okay, the same scripture is also in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. And it reads, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, meaning your stuff, okay? It doesn't say Satan, doesn't say anything, it says mammon. So you can't serve God and your money. So everything we do and everything we would like to do costs money. Money is active, it has a current to it. That's partially why we call it currency, okay? So when you have money in the bank and have no obligations, that's a financial margin or cash reserve, okay? Those who have extra, have extra responsibility, okay? Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19, okay? And every question that require an answer for money, money answers it, all right? Verse 19, and it reads, A feast made for laughter, and wine makes merry, but money answers everything, okay? An easy-to-read version reads it this way. People enjoy eating, and wine makes life happier, but money solves a lot of problems. Amen. Okay, so if, our heavenly, so if our Heavenly Father is able to get money through us, he'll get it to us. All right? So don't live under the assumption that it's all for your consumption. Okay, be intentional about your money. And don't run your life without a plan. Budgeting is a method by which we make money behave. Okay? So we need to, so, and what I do, so say, I need to be knowing where my money be going. All right? So let me, so we need to, so I need to be knowing where my money be going. So I am utilizing Dave Ramsey Financial Peace um, Biblical Principles to accomplish, to accomplish my debt freedom journey. And so every month I create and live on a written cash flow plan, which um, has those uh, categories that's list, listed on your outline. So it's um, the household, total household income, your charity, charitable giving, givings, savings, housing, utilities, food, transportation, clothing, medicine, medical, um, personal, recreation, debt, or bank fees, okay? So other practical advice I've added to my plan is to stop borrowing money, okay? Um, live under my means, okay? Uh, pay cash for things, uh, pay my obligations on time, cook more often at home, <clears throat> trying, trying to do that one, <laughs> use coupons, and um, get and review my credit report annually, okay? So make sure you do that. Even though I'm not using my credit report, I don't want nobody else either. So you check your, you ch check it annually. All right, so if your income is less than your expenses, ensure your four walls are intact, okay? Make sure you're paying your housing, your food, your transportation, and um, taking care of your clothing, making sure your clothes look, are clean. 
okay? And then increase your income through additional employment opportunities. There's an anonymous quote that reads, that reads uh, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan, okay? So let's um, focus on God's plan. Now let's talk about giving. So we just talked about money, let's talk about giving. Uh, for those of us who are still in the workforce, we're no strangers to giving. Uh, working for money at least 40 hours a week, we give our time, our energy, our talents before receiving that paycheck. All right. So the way to the way we manage money well is by pre-deciding to give more and to do more. Okay, so you might be too rich to give, but you're not too poor to give, because 10% of zero is zero. All right, so let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. When you have it, say I have it, because I want all of us to read that first word. Okay, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And that's in, uh, what color is that? All right, so who's talking? Jesus. Jesus is talking, so this is not a suggestion. All right, ready? First word, read, give. All right, it says to give, period. So that's, the, that's our command. All right, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So now that we know we need to give, we have to give, let's find out how we go about giving. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8, 6 through 8. And I'm reading from the New King James Version Bible, um, unless I say otherwise, another version. Okay. And it reads... But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one gives as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you may always have all sufficiency and all things may have an abundance for every good work. Okay, the contemporary English version reads the seventh verse like this. Each of you must make your own mind, make up your own mind about how much you give. But don't feel sorry that you must give, and don't feel that you're forced to give. God loves people who loves to give. Okay? So understand the motives behind what you do. Don't give just to get, but be a 3P giver. Prioritize your giving, give percentage, and give progressively. So the more you get, the more you give. Okay? And you give by a percentage. Go to Mark chapter 12 in the New Living, the New International Version. Mark chapter 12, verse 4, 20, sorry, verse 41 through 44. Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. And it reads, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large, large amounts, but a poor widow came and put two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. 
They all have, they all gave out of their wealth, meaning a cash reserve for their financial margin. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on based on her budget, her budgeting plan, okay? So our Heavenly Father can take care of us better than we can take care of ourselves. Our God is the God of more than enough, El Shaddai, not El Chipo, okay? Let's go. Um, so now, so we talked about giving. Let's talk about stewardship. Uh, finances. Finances require you to take an initiative to control it. Uh, see yourself as a steward, a manager, okay? As stated prior, it's God's money. It's not ours. Go to Luke chapter 16, verse, verses 1 through 3. Luke chapter 16, verse 1 through 3. 1, 2, and 3. And it reads, he, this is Jesus speaking, also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, what should I do? For my master is taking a stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I resolve, I know what to do. That when I, put, when I am put out of the stewardship, they will receive me into their houses. So to get a proper reference point of our finances, create or locate a system where you track and account your money, your, give an account of your spending. Be a private investigator and spy on your spending. Watch it, see where it goes, Keep your checking account balance every 72 hours uh, after receiving your bank statement to locate who you're serving and to make sure there's no mistakes. Uh, make constant corrections and remain on point. Overdraft protections, over, sorry, overdrafts are a sign of crisis living as well as sloppy, lazy money habits. Don't write checks when you don't have money and limit your anytime teller withdrawals, okay? And because we always spend more than we make, we must make a power purchase plan, okay? And this should consist of about one of five of these things. Number one, wait overnight before making a purchase, okay? So you know what you wanna purchase, take a time, take a little bit of time, wait overnight, and then the next day decide if you still wanna make that purchase. Number two, consider, carefully consider your buying motives. Understand that no amount of stuff equals contentment or fulfillment. Okay. And number three, never buy anything you don't understand. Um, go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. So like insurance or mutual funds, um, if you go and you sit and talk to your financial advisor and you don't know nothing when you go in there and you don't know nothing when you leave, yeah, that's not your advisor. <laughs> okay, so uh, Proverbs chapter, chapter 4, verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get an understanding. Okay, and then the fourth one is consider the opportunity cost of your money. Okay, what else can you do? So if you decide to buy this vehicle with your money, then 
you're not going to be able to buy something else that you want with it. So decide, you know, the opportunity cost of that purchase. And then seventh, uh, sorry, fifth, is seek the counsel of your spouse or accountability partner. Okay, covenant couples may have different personalities or approaches to things, but it's vital for them to surrender every area of their life to their Heavenly Father and have the same values and perspectives regarding finances. Okay, and let's be on the same page. Um, go to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 through 11. Proverbs 31, 10 and 11. Can you have it? Say, I have it. Okay, and it reads, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her. So he will have no lack of gain. Okay, the New Living Translation reads, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. Okay, so it goes both ways. Um, make sure you're able to trust in your spouse. You know, you don't want to start sneaking bags in there. You know y'all cut up the credit cards, and then all of a sudden she done, he or she done put some, uh, open some credit cards. So, you know, be on one accord. All right, so I am currently on baby step number six, but let's review how you and I can get to baby step number seven. All right, first of all, all you, first of, uh, first you gotta go through all the steps. You have to complete one step at a time, okay? So no skipping of any of the steps. All right, baby step number one, everybody have their hand out? Baby step number one is, Emergency fund, or rainy day fund, or GOK fund, God only knows fund. All right, immediately build up a cash reserve or financial margin of $1,000. Uh, if you earn under $20,000 a year, save about $500 really quickly. Okay, then purchase protection assets coverage. Um, purchase asset protection coverage. There are several different types out there for you to buy, but only purchase what you need, okay? So go to Psalm 17, 14. Psalm 17, 14. And it reads, Men of the world who have their portion in this life and whose belly you fill with hidden treasure, they are satisfied with children and leave the rest of their possessions for their babies. All right, so you get term and life insurance. So those of us who don't have children or nobody who's dependent on our income when we die, we don't need no life insurance. But if you have people who, are in, who you're taking care of, make sure you get life insurance. And term life, not whole. Um, get your health insurance, disability insurance, uh, auto insurance, only if you have a car. Don't buy auto insurance if you don't have no car. <laughs> uh, homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. Um, you know, many people are renting and they think that the building is responsible for the stuff that's in your apartment. That's not the case. Uh, make sure you get renter's insurance. Uh, Long-term care insurance. Only get that on your 60th birthday. You don't need that until after you're 60. Um, those that's nursing home insurance if you decide to go. If um, umbrella insurance, uh, professional or occupational insurance, and identity theft coverage, okay? So make sure you protect your assets. 
Um, press pause on your baby steps if one of these three things happen. Uh, if by any chance the death of your spouse, if that happens, don't make any major financial decisions within one year of that occurrence. All right. Um, pregnancy, if your wife becomes pregnant, pile up money until your wife and your baby are home healthy, okay, uh, they, that they leave the hospital healthy. And then the third thing, you press pause if there's a life-threatening illness um, diagnosis, okay, so you pile up money for uh, treatment and palliative, palliative care. All right, so that's baby step number one. What's baby step number one? Emergency fund. Emergency fund. Baby step number two is pay off debts. Uh, smallest balance to largest balance. Don't concern yourself with interest during this process because if you if you were doing math, you wouldn't be in debt. So um, the the goal, the goal here is traction. Okay. Um, baby step number four, number three is a fully funded emergency fund. Build up your cash reserves three to six months of your household. Remember the cash um, flow plan. We were completing monthly. Add up how much it takes, how much you need to bring home every day to function day in and day out uh, for up to six months and then save that in a money market account. Okay, this is not an investment, this is insurance, all right? And then um, draft and finalize your will or estate planning documents, okay? Annually review that because if uh, any of your beneficiaries Make sure that your beneficiaries are current, okay? Some may pass away or some may rub you the wrong way and you may want to get rid of them off there. All right, so um, baby step number four, invest 15% of your income into pre-retirement funds, okay? If you don't have over five years to allow your money to sit and grow in the stock market, that's not the place for you, okay? Um, you must have time on your side. Remember, seed, time, harvest, okay? Baby step number five, uh, save for college tuition or business capital or adoption. Remember, we're no longer borrowing any money, okay? So we devise a plan, we live on it, and we cash flow our needs. All right, and baby six, baby step number six is where I'm at, is pay off your mortgage early. All right, go to Habakkuk chapter two, Habakkuk chapter two, verse two to four, and it reads, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. All right, so my confession is, I thank you, Heavenly Father, I believe I receive my mortgage paid in full in Jesus' name. All right, and so I make the vision plain, I write down how much it was, and then I keep on paying it down, and then keep that vision in front of you. All right, and so go to James chapter 2, verse 22. So now that I have that vision, do I just not do anything? Do I just say, okay, Lord, I'm at the vision, I thank you, I don't do nothing? Now, James chapter 2, verse 20, and it reads, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? 
And here's how Richard Francis Weymouth's translation of the New Testament interprets the same scripture. Faith without corresponding action will not work on your behalf. All right, and the Amplified Bible uses even stronger language. It says, are you willing to be shown proof, you foolish, unproductive, spiritually deficient fellow, that, that faith apart from good works is inactive, ineffective, and worthless? All right, so I must continue to pay my mortgage on time in addition to make principal reduction payments, whether monthly or annually, okay? And then baby step number seven, where we all want to get to, we build wealth and give, all right? So build wealth and give. Ephesians chapter four, verse 28, and it reads, let him who stole, steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good that he may have something to give him who is in need, okay? There are plenty people who need Jesus, all right? So we need to be able to give them the word of God. All right, go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. And it reads, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it was this day, okay? So use your money to touch people's lives by extending the grace of God to them. The purpose of prosperity is to establish God's covenant in the earth realm, which means to seek and to save that which is lost. Not only are our own needs well supplied, but more importantly, you are able to contribute, contribute substantially to the work of getting the gospel to a dying and needing world. All right. As we know, there is more to life than this life. Go to 1 Timothy 6, chapter 16 to 19 in the New, Living, the New International Version. And it reads, Command those who are rich in this present world to not be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 28 through 30, it reads, Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home, brother, sister, or mother, or father, or children, or field for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecution, harassment, mistreatment, troubles in the age and in the and in the age to come eternal life. Alright, so we can't beat God's given. Alright, so whenever we give, we can't beat God's given. In conclusion, uh, we must realize two things. There, there is more to life than this life, and that we will outlive our money. Okay? So we can be so we can pre-decide 
to give instead of just leaving it behind. Okay, we don't get credit for what we leave, we get credit for what we give. All right, everybody leaves the same amount, all. Okay, <laughs> so, so and everybody leaves everything. All right, so 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 through 7, and it reads, But godliness and with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it, all right? So you can't take it, but you can send it ahead. I want God to have our heart while we have the time and opportunity. You will never miss money that you give away, okay? Money that's bamboozled and and ripped off from you, yeah, but money that you give, you won't miss it, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know... The grace of the Lord, for you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Okay? My time is up. I thank you for yours, even though I got plenty of time, but I have no message. All right, so... um, So remember these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. So we walk by faith, not by sight. All right. So um, meanwhile, you see on your handout, there's a, a homework. Okay. So you have homework. Everybody have your handout? All right. So go to um, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10 in the amplified version. All right. And when you have it, say, I have it. Okay. And it reads Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly resulting in and confirming his salvation. All right, so I want you to think about when you were exposed to that scripture, okay? When did you get a chance or opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord of your life? So think about it, just take a minute. Figure out where you were. Was it here at Crenshaw Christian Center? <laughs> or was it, you know, at home listening to a broadcast? You know, where was it? Okay? And once you find out, write that information down in that blank. You know, maybe it's the year that you know. Maybe it's the place that you remember. Okay? And then once you find that out, find out how you can do that for somebody else. Okay? So somebody made that opportunity available for you to receive Jesus as Lord. So how can you go about doing that for someone else? All right? So think about that.
<laughs> really? Okay, so um, I'll share with you uh, in the last part of a few minutes, I'll share with you the, my um, financial freedom confession that I say uh, at home. And it reads, Heavenly Father, I declare in Jesus' name that I am debt-free, and the spirit of debt is destroyed over my life because of the anointing. You have made me the lender and not the borrower, the head and not the tail, blessed coming in and blessed going out. You loaded me with benefits and caused blessings to overtake me. Wealth and riches are in my house, and my family and I increase more and more. I thank you for giving me the power to get wealth to establish your kingdom in the earth realm. Now millions of people can hear the gospel, the good news, and receive Jesus as Lord. I am plenteous in goods, for you have given me richly all things to enjoy. You bless, your blessing has made me rich, adding no sorrow with it. I am a joint heir with Christ, and Abraham's blessings are mine. I thank you, Lord, for making me a holy fulfillionaire. Not just a millionaire, a billionaire. I want to be a fulfillionaire. Okay? And giving me wisdom to exercise good stewardship over this wealth. I sow bountifully, therefore I reap bountifully. I give, bountif I give in abundance, and it is given to me in abundance. I have the wealth of the wicked, and I owe no man anything but to love him. I have the windows of heaven's blessings, and the devourer is rebuked. Father, I know all these promises are mine by faith, and faith works by love. So I constantly and consistently walk by faith, regardless of what I perceive by my senses or circumstances. My heart is fixed and established in your word, and I am trusting, relying, and depending on you, and leaning on your, and, and not leaning on my own understanding. I hold fast to my confession of faith. Jesus has made me debt-free, and I am free indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, so, those, um, so that confession comes from a couple of scriptures, uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and 2, Psalms 68, 19, Proverbs 3 and 5, Proverbs 10, 22, Luke 11, 49, and 1 Timothy 6, 17. So that's the information we already covered in our lesson. Okay? Thank you. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank you for your time. Um, I'm going to pray. Our hope is that you received something that you could apply to your life and strengthen your faith. At Crenshaw Christian Center, New York, we believe that the Word of God is practical for everyday application. Feel free to stay in touch with us via social media, or you can give us a call at 212-749-9323. If you're in the New York area, you're welcome to join us at one of our services. Our Sunday morning service is at the New Yorker Hotel at 945 a.m. That's on 34th Street and 8th Avenue in New York City. Or join us for Bible study on Thursday evenings at our fellowship office, 470 7th Avenue on the 6th floor, right in Herald Square. Thanks again for listening, and remember, walk by faith, not by sight.